Welcome to the third season of Returning to Oneself podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are back with a different concept this time, providing you with bite-sized education and tips on themes of self-abandonment that you can take steps towards knowing how you can start to return to yourself. This week is all about self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is the ability to acknowledge, embrace all aspects of oneself, including your strength, including your weaknesses, flaws, and imperfections. However, for many of you, self-acceptance can be a difficult and or challenging process. So when there is a lack of self-acceptance, we are often left with a lot of self-judgment, criticism, shame, low self-esteem and all of these can seep into our relationships with ourselves our relationships with others our mental health and self-worth so in this podcast we will explore four common reasons why people struggle with self-acceptance and then we will go on to discuss what you can start doing in order to work through your challenges with self-acceptance to move more towards acceptance and return to yourself so the first one i want to talk about today is all or nothing approach to self-acceptance and one reason why people struggle with self-acceptance is maybe the belief that acceptance means being problem-free and flawless the majority of the time. And this is very hard when we see a small version of people's selves on social media. It, it is a place of comparison feeding this, this way of thinking. And so this all-or-nothing thinking can create a sense of insecurity and self-blame. As we end up striving for an unattainable standard of perfection, which is just not what being human is. Life is imperfect. So to expect yourself to never have any low moments or down moments or any part of yourself perhaps being not matching the quote-unquote standards is unrealistic and it can cause you more difficulties and more problems than reaching the place where you learn to make more room for less conditions and more imperfections. Absolutely. I think this feeds into to our next point which is that another big reason why people struggle with self-acceptance is because they believe that self-acceptance is loving everything about yourself you know it's kind of saying okay you only will reach self-acceptance if you love everything about yourself and this is just this is just simply impossible if we're being honest self-acceptance means looking at all parts of ourselves and understanding that as Mish said there are going to be parts that we don't always particularly like and it's important to acknowledge that we will have flaws and we will have weaknesses and that is okay I think often you know we don't look at another person and hold ourselves to these same standards the reason why that person accepts themselves and why we accept them is because they're perfect but yet we hold ourselves to these just ridiculous standards i think it goes even deeper with this context because there will be parts of us that often reminds us times of our life that were painful rather than just imperfect or rather than just flawed or not meeting the again the quote-unquote standard or what's expected from from you and it's these painful these triggering parts of ourselves that we often struggle accepting and want to get rid of and want to fix and change and i think that's also where the the narrative that in order to accept yourself you have to change comes from which i think by now you should you should understand what our podcast aims to do which is prove the opposite of that that you don't have to change anything you don't have to fix anything that because there's nothing there's no problem to start with what may be holding you back from accepting yourself unconditionally is the relationship you have with those parts of yourself that are 
perhaps reminding you of a very very difficult time of your life or remind you of pain that you experienced so to continue from that another factor that plays part when people are being held from accepting themselves is the stories the stories that they have collected on their life journey and the ability to let go of their stories and the narratives that are often false and often hurtful and and incorrect because most of us struggle with negative self-talk and the negative self-talk comes from the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are or our beliefs or about ourselves what is our value as a person Uh, or what we are capable of and and what we are worthy of and these stories may be based on what we decided about ourselves in response to past experiences or sometimes they may stem from beliefs passed down from others uh, however holding on to these untrue stories can hinder our ability to accept ourselves fully as they are taken as facts with no room to see alternative viewpoint and holding on to these stories i think it's, it's It's important because it provides us with something that's for sure given and if we can trust that if we can rely on that there is some sort of very strong certainty in our life that serves a purpose but whilst this serves a purpose it holds us back from letting go and from even just being able to see these narratives and see these stories and then being able to ask ourselves or be curious about how do these stories are these stories still true like how do i know it's true and how do these stories and these narratives about me continue serving me and if not what is my choice there but a lot of people can't even reach that place because of that strong attachment and the lack of awareness absolutely and these stories that people are holding on to it then seeps into their behavior with themselves so another thing that you will see is that you are withholding self-care there's this conditional treatment of self-care so for example it's a lot of these stories we have kind of decided or these things about ourselves that we have decided due to past experiences or things that have been handed down a lot of these feed into these kind of very deep core beliefs about ourselves and a huge one is about worthiness and if we then link that into not being worthy of acceptance this then leads to this withholding holding or this conditional treatment for oneself for example only accepting myself if certain conditions are met and this again as i said links back to the story of unworthiness and leads to inaction or destructive action towards ourselves where we often see that is when, when we want to create change in ourselves we often do it from this place of self-rejection and punishment it's almost like this expression of this unworthiness of how we go about the way that we treat ourselves and this actually further feeds into these very limiting self beliefs and with that kind of conditional treatment and this withholding there's this okay once i am this version of myself or once i don't have this part of myself that i don't like anymore then only then will i be worthy only then will i be able to accept myself and we see that i see that a lot with clients that i work with meshes like okay well once i have lost the weight then i will be happy well then i will treat myself with respect it's a huge withholding of self-care and self-respect yeah i think that's something that i wanted to add to this is that we often talk about the cognitive process and like how this manifests through words but something 
that you want to start paying attention to is how this manifests through your behavior. What are the choices that you make for yourself and what are the, the motives for those choices? And you may as well find out that every choice has a belief and every belief may be either feeding into these narratives or maybe going against these narratives. So starting to pay attention to, to those behavior patterns can is very, very important because it's not just through words that the rejection shows up through. It's mainly through the actions. But hopefully, hopefully by now you have an understanding of of different ways of rejection and how th can they show up how those ways can show up and act as barriers to self-acceptance so let's have a look at what we believe should be some of the first steps to move towards self-acceptance the first step is to understand what a balanced and realistic definition of self-acceptance actually is the actually i think is really key word because there are often false beliefs or representations in a society of what self-acceptance is so self-acceptance does not mean being without flaws it is acknowledging and embracing act of parts of who we are and by letting go of the need to be perfect we can start to accept ourselves as we are including flaws and including imperfections as an example you can have parts of your body that you dislike and accept that these are parts of your body despite the fact that you dislike them Absolutely. And it's it's kind of like that this belief around self-acceptance that is that you have to love all those parts. It's like, no, you're going to have parts you don't like. Everybody does. Even these people on Instagram that you think, you know, love every single part of themselves. Like, no, they still have parts they don't like. They just maybe don't highlight it or focus on it too much or just don't tell you that they focus on it. Next, we suggest that you really explore the relationship you have with yourself. So be honest with yourself about the parts that you're finding hard to accept and the stories that are keeping you stuck there so we really want to stress this honesty because part of acceptance is actually looking really at everything at all there is so when you have to include self-acceptance it's again looking at all those parts all of the aspects by getting used to seeing the whole of you all these stories that you have these different parts the parts you don't like the parts you struggle to accept you can start to see if you reframe the relationship you have with these different parts so one thing you can do is list all those things out but can you see if there are reasons that these parts might actually be assets or beneficial to your life somehow so there's a shadow side and I'll, I'll give an example for myself there's been many times that there's a part of me that I would call controlling like I'm very controlling and sometimes it can be a bit damaging in my relationship sometimes however when it comes to planning things and getting shit done and organizing it's really fucking useful right so it's looking at these shadow sides to these parts that you find quite difficult and let's say we've got a, bo a body part let's say I hate my nose I've always struggled with my nose but I'm also so grateful for it because it allows me to smell and taste and experience food mm. I mean it's pretty awesome isn't it mm. so after that it's also looking at the things that maybe you're not accepting because you want them to change but actually what would happen if these things were never to change how could you look at making this thing or this situation easier for you to accept so for example if you don't like being single or there's a tendency for you not to accept it how can
can you accept it whilst also bringing more joy to your life as a single person? What what are the possible benefits, right? I could think of a few, but accepting that this is your current situation, mm. but that doesn't mean you don't, you can't make it better. You know, it's almost stop punishing yourself for this. Stop withholding that care. Can I just add quickly before you move yeah. forward? Like, I, I, love, I love how you explained that. And obviously <laughs> the example of being single really resonated. <laughs> And <laughs> something that I really want to add to that is I think often people do struggle with being single because there's a, there's a lot of resistance showing up because you know, if you don't like being single and you are single, you don't want to be single. You're going to be resisting that. But at the end of the day, you are single. It, that, that, it is what it is, that situation. I think it's also what's really, really, really crucial for that acceptance of whatever situation you are in or whatever part of your body you have a difficult relationship with or whatever part of yourself you have a difficult relationship with is that the feelings towards it are going to fluctuate so i have days as a single person i have days when i feel so angry and frustrated that i'm single but most of my days are filled with appreciation for the time i have and for the freedom i have and for not having to take consideration to anybody and it doesn't mean that when i do have those days i don't have the days when i feel really low about being single because that does come up regularly if we're talking about having a difficult relationship with your body or with parts of yourself as who you are as a person expecting that either you're always going to feel shit or you're always going to feel great about it is also very unrealistic and more harmful so we're kind of just linking it back to the all or nothing approach or perspective of looking at things because you can see how this can show up in different areas of your life and you don't even realize it a huge part of this acceptance is accepting that you're not always going to feel okay about it. Even if you have those days where you are frustrated and angry and upset, that your behavior towards yourself doesn't change. Another actionable that you can introduce into your day-to-day -day life is frequent check-ins with yourself. In relation to the way you are interacting with yourself and communicating with yourself and whether that aligns with self-acceptance. So part of this is, for example, noticing when there is a conditional self-care occurring. For example, if you only take care of yourself when you are feeling good in your body or when you're feeling good about yourself or when you don't feel lonely, that is very conditional. And if you you act in an alignment with those conditions it only then reinforces the narrative and the belief that is already existing within you so actions confirm what you think actions confirm what you believe about yourself and that just keeps you in that vicious cycle so as you can see a lot of the things that we've talked about are things you can implement daily but really the key to this is that it's you doing these things consistently and exploring consistently and challenging yourself consistently and treating yourself with self-compassion and questioning these old stories, these old narratives that are no longer serving you so that we can really create these ways of thinking, behaving, feeling in alignment with the self-acceptance. And it's a journey that requires patience, self-compassion and willingness to embrace all the aspects of ourselves. So by recognizing and overcoming these common challenges that we mentioned initially and practicing the tips that we've just gone through, you can learn how to accept yourselves fully and start returning to yourself more and more. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week for our next episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at returningto1self, where you can receive updates on our next episode release dates, topics, and where you can engage with us too. We would love for you to tag us if you found this episode resonated. 
Remember you have and always will deserve to return to oneself.